0: On today's episode, I'm so pleased to have Dr. Jan Amrit-Poser join us. We actually met a couple of weeks ago at a Women in Sustainable Finance event, and we had this wonderful discussion on what is the difference between ESG goals and SDGs, and Jan spoke with such clarity and eloquence on the matter that I thought listeners could really learn from his perspective. And thankfully, he so generously agreed to be on the show today. Jan, it's great to have you on today's show. Thank you for taking the time. Um, Before we dive into the language of goals and metric setting in sustainability, could you introduce yourself?
1: Yes, happy to do that. Thanks for having me, Camille. And uh, I am the Chief Sustainable Investment Officer and co-founder of, of Radicant. Uh Radekant is Switzerland's first digital sustainability bank. Um, and our ambition is certainly that we align all products and services uh, with the Sustainable Development Goals, with the SDGs of the UNO. So the SDGs are a framework which were coined in, in 2015 and put on the global agenda and mutually agreed by all uh, parties of the, the UNO. So 193 countries have subscribed to them and are basically basing their policies um, towards this, this uh, sustainable development goals, which run from social goals of no hunger, no poverty, uh, to uh, environmental goals like um, climate action or uh, healthy um, ecosystems. And so for Redican, besides the payments and banking services that enable you to make a positive impact, we, we offer also a flagship uh, investment mandate which is completely geared towards the SDGs. And the idea is that we enable clients really to align with the SDGs, with um, their favorite goals, with their favorite passions, because some people have other um, goals in in, in in terms of the sustainability. I mean, it may be quality education, it may be gender equality. Uh, it may be um, reduced uh, inequalities, but it may also be climate stability or healthy ecosystems. So you can pick from a number of these um, SDGs and, and invest in them uh, with your passion, but at the same time, also these investments will be rewarding because... Basically, they are. Um, the, the, it it is put on the global agenda that we are moving towards a more sustainable uh, future, and and therefore we believe um, that this will pay off over time.
0: Thank you so much for that introduction, and I think it's clear we've got a great guest to speak to SDGs, and I think just for the, a note for the listeners. As we were talking about this podcast, we also came to this realization that listeners are investors. You are investors. So this topic of ESG or SDGs is absolutely for you. And with Yan today, we're going to dive into what he just mentioned about the importance of SDGs. So we're going to dive into what actually is an SDG to really break it down for you. So that way, it's something that is an accessible language for you as well. So what we're gonna first do, oh, go ahead, Jan.
1: No, no, please go ahead, yeah.
0: Awesome. So what I'd like to first do is create a common understanding. So really breaking it down to basics for us. ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance, ESG. And SDG is Sustainable Development Goals. Using the lens of a company, so looking at it from a company's perspective or an enterprise or corporation's perspective, Yan, how would you define ESG goals and SDGs, and how would a company use them in their strategy?
1: yeah that's that's a really important point to mention that sdgs are basically the next step in in sustainable investing and and, and also uh, basically in in aligning goals uh, with with the future while esg is how it all started off with so esg means environmental social and governance factors and it came to be realized let's say in the 1990s early 2000s that these factors are actually important when when you manage a company. So climate change will be impacting every company in in the world. I mean, if, if you have real estate in exposed areas, you will be exposed to environmental risks. If you have, um, let's say a factory or a mine in a, a certain region of the world where, where there are, um, let's say native people uh, living, you are exposed to, uh, to social risks. And of course, you're always uh, exposed to to the, let's say, stakeholders, um, such as workers or suppliers or customers, which may have, which may question your license to operate. So ESG is important to to account for in in the risk management of of a company. It may be the CO2 emissions that you look at, it may be, um, you know, the biodiversity awareness and, and making sure that you are not infringing biodiversity, maybe gender policies that you want to integrate in your strategy. It may be executive pay, and you know, all that. It's not too diverse um, uh, a stakeholder approach, or the governance of of the company, which which needs to be kind of um, uh, well designed. Now this is all about really managing risks the sdgs are more about the handprint of a company so while while the esg is is always about the footprint of a company so how the risks are managed and um, the sdgs is, is is more about the handprint what does the company actually have an impact uh, um, on uh, such as the the environment or on the other side so the the society so um, the handprint is usually the products and services. You need to make sure that the products and services of the company actually help achieve the SDGs and, uh, not infringe them. So I take, I g- give you one example, which is, um, maybe a tobacco company like British American Tobacco, right? They, they are, um, they, they are Creating maybe a very good climate policy, a gender inc- inclusion policy, um, you know, have have mechanisms to talk to stakeholders, but in the end, well, they produce the cigarettes, which you know, on the one hand, kill people uh, in, in in the end, and, and uh, infringe SDG three, which is health and and well being. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side, of course, I mean co- companies like Solar World are creating um, are creating solar panels and solar parks. So, obviously, that is helping the electrification of, of all our systems uh, in a renewable way. And maybe they don't have this great policy on, I don't know, in, in inclusion or, or pay gap uh, management. But on the SDG side, that is a very positive, um, you know, impacting company. While on the SDG side, on, on British American Tobacco, you would say that's a negative company, even though it has very good ESG credentials. So this is Mm -hmm. where you see the differences lie. Or let's take Shell uh, as a company uh, which is producing um, uh, fossil fuels, basically. Um, That's, of course, the the handprint is very negative. It may have all the policies in place for sustainability for ESG, but on the other side, um, what what it produces is just um, hurting... Uh, the planet in the end. And Tesla mm-hmm. is another example where you would say, well, they are creating a great product. Um, on the other hand, there are factors, right? They, they are suppressing unions um, and and having also a, a difficult governance structure. So even, even though from an SDG side, that, that is an interesting company, they are hurting some of the sustainable development goals, like decent work, that you wouldn't invest um, in that company.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I really like the, the comparison that you made. And if I noted that down correctly, it's ESGs are the policies and then SDGs are the handprint.
1: Exactly. That's the, that's the difference. The The ideas of ESG, again, is, is really to, to reduce the risk for the company, right? So reduce risk of litigation, um, the effects of climate change, uh, consumer <laughs> boycotts, you, you reduce that, right? But you don't really think about what it does to the world. Mm-hmm. um and and that is what where the sdgs get in right you you talk yes. about double materiality so not only how it impacts the company but also how it impacts the world because if we destroy the bases that we consume um uh, then 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 basically we cannot we cannot have any yields going forward and and uh, any life going forward right
0: right so absolutely a- i'm <laughs> so glad you mentioned that because i feel like Three years ago, when I would talk to people about sustainability, that was usually met with curiosity, hope, ideas of trust and quality. And now, over time, there's a bit of skepticism um, that I'm meeting just from conversations that I have with people or articles that I read. There's more skepticism about sustainability. And I hear more often this term greenwashing, which is the term used when companies Sustainability claims are poorly supported by their actions, or maybe not even supported by their actions at all. And what you're talking about with SDGs and ESGs, these goals and metrics, I think there's an opportunity to create more transparency. Um, so to bridge that sort of gap of what's being said and the skepticism being met by people or investors, both right? People are investors. So, in your opinion, how do ESG goals and SDGs influence investors' decisions. How can they influence their decisions or how should they?
1: That's a very important point. And, and, you know, I always say sustainability is a journey. Um, and that journey started actually with values based investors in the, in the seventies and nineties, eighties who actually, you know, didn't want to invest, let's say in in South African assets on the one hand side, or didn't want to invest in, in, in weapons, um, you know, mostly Christian eth- ethical investors. And then came the movement of, of ESG. And, of course, now that is not enough anymore. So we're taking the next step um, towards SDGs. And this is why, basically, ESG is coming under fire from from all sides. Um, because um, some people say it's not going far enough. We are, We need to go this next step of also looking at how a company impacts um the society and mm. and the environment mm. um, esG remember was just designed to account for ESG risks of a company um but it was an important step in the journey that I just uh, described, so it helped to mainstream um let's say environmental social, and governance um uh, issues because it was also aligned with the fiduciary duty of large investors such as pension funds to integrate these factors into into, mm. um, let's say, in, into their investment process, mm-hmm. which created a drive towards reporting of, of data uh, among companies. And once you report data, you have to manage the, the these reports, you have to manage the data or the underlying factor. So it, it had a, a huge influence um, in the end, but certainly it is not enough uh anymore we need to go the next step and, and look at at the sdgs and there's that is why when you sell it to private people people say oh it's not enough it's it's just mm-hmm. it's just one dimension and mm-hmm. then they call it greenwashing although it was one part on on the journey
0: i see what you mean and i think that's a great explanation of how we got both esgs and sdgs and i like that you explain it or describe it as a journey rather um If I'm understanding ESGs and there is data and ESGs, you had mentioned data earlier. So ESGs are really, um, we have data points behind it. There are metrics behind that and that there's data that can be used to evaluate what is a good ESG or a poor ESG policy. And that all then feeds into what SDGs are and how SDGs are used. To wrap up, because we talked a lot about data and I think you gave a really good explanation of the difference between ESGs, SDGs how they're all part of the same thread. They're both relevant, they're both important. Um, I really want to wrap up with bringing this back to how listeners can be a part of this data or use this data to better um, educate themselves on the choices that they make. So wrapping up, how could you recommend or how would you recommend our listeners to start learning about sustainability, these sustainability metrics, so ESGs yeah. and SGS, and how can they use them for their own investments?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And I, I think first, I mean, a, a great resource is always the uh, UN principles for responsible investments, right? Which is a, a an industry. Uh, based, but the UN inspired, um, organization which coined the term, uh, responsible investments and, and also the, the ESG term. And, and there you can see how ESG can be integrated into, um, the investment process. Although I would also recommend to, to go one step further and, and look how the global uh, impact investor network, GIIN is defining what, how you can go one step further and actually create uh, with uh, or invest with, with impact. But in the end, it's also about um, learning by, by doing so. I would, I would recommend you, uh, to basically look at, uh, companies and maybe the, the sustainability reports, although that, that may be awkward sometimes because it's, it is, um, a lot of pages. But I think it is important to define the motivation. So, are you just wanting to reduce the risks? That's fine, right? The ESG, the environmental and social risks. Or do you want to go one step further into uh, impact investing? And then, secondly, as I said before, transparency is the main um, issue that often when you invest in funds, you can, um, you know, you you get the Green Planet Fund or something like that, but then you don't see why the companies are in there and what, what they are. So at Radican, for example, we are helping on, on that path to have, right, every holding that, that you have in the app and get the explanation, uh, as you see in my background, how the company scores towards the SDG, what kind of SDGs the company helps to achieve, and, and basically also uh, the metrics uh, in there. And this is why we created Radican, because there was this, this gap um, that we had in, in the transparency.
0: And for those who are listening and not watching, Jan's got this incredible background where he's actually got both things he's mentioned. So he mentioned the UN SDGs. So they are the ones who created the 17 goals um, that corporations and countries can incorporate to make a better planet for the future. And then also on the other side of Yan, he's got an image of a scorecard, if you will, it's got a it's got a dial of red to green, and it gives a number, and that's what he was talking about—the different holdings. And I think Redic- Redicant's doing an amazing job of making this data digestible and accessible for you listeners who are also investors, because what we were talking about for the past 15 minutes—I mean, the data, the transparency. That's what we're asking more of. And I think companies like Radican, they're trying to make this more accessible for people who wanna get started. Um, and I think that's definitely what we need more of. And I'm, yeah, I'm so grateful that you spoke about Radican and you spoke about your perspective on ESGs and SDGs. We're really in the middle of the journey. We've got a long way to go. Um, and I'm so grateful that you took the time today to talk to us a little bit about that. So thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me.